do, we'll meet at 315 at the Kentucky Fried Chicken there at the bottom of the hill. We'll all get, uh, we'll all crawl in something and uh, try to have as few vehicles go up there as possible, and we'll do that. It'll only take, it won't take long. Uh, the city's uh, done everything on their end. Everybody there knows about it. All we'll need to do is show up, and uh, we'll be in what they call their community center, a room there, and just distribute these. But we need help doing that today at 4 o'clock. So if you want to be a part of it, you can either just come straight there at 4, but we recommend you be, meet us, 315, the Kentucky Fried Chicken, and we'll all, uh, we'll all do it. It's going to be an awesome opportunity. If you're here, man, you really want your walk with God to go to the next level, serve somebody. Serve somebody if you want that to happen. And so, so we'd love for you to be a part of that. Also, you've seen slides for our Christmas service. Our citywide Christmas service is Wednesday... December 21st. Now, there's a couple things you need to know about that. Let me just run through this. Sunday, September 25th, Christmas is a Sunday. We will not have services that day. Uh, We will not have services Christmas Day, Sunday, uh, December 25th. Our big Christmas service is going to be Wednesday, December 21st, right here, 6.30 to 8.00. And we, are, we want you to invite people. We want you to bring people with you. Santa's going to be here. Uh, kids can get their pictures taken with Santa. Adults can get their pictures taken with Santa too. But you just need to know that'd be real weird. That'd be real weird. We'll talk about you and we'll Facebook it. And it'd just be kind of crazy if you get your picture taken with Santa if you're an adult. But you can do that. And it's going to be just, uh, just tons of stuff going on here. And one thing that's going on with that, we'll open that service up. Uh, our, our Summit Kids Ministry uh, is going to do a big uh, Christmas play to open that service up. And we've had over 20 kids sign up. If your, if, if your child wants to be a part of that, today is the last day that you can sign up. I think there's a sign-up sheet, something out there at our Summit Kids registration table. If you can't sign up today or you forget, you can let us know on Facebook. Just find a Summit Church Hazard on Facebook and just send us a message, something to let us know how I want my kid in this, and, we, and we'll take care of everything. But that will be, and we'll let you know about practices Uh, everything that you need to know about that. But that is Wednesday, December 21st, right here. Nothing uh, December 25th, no church that morning. Everything's going to be December 21st. Come, bring people. It's going to be a big, big deal. All right? Hey, we are so excited to have you guys here today. Our ushers are going to come up front, and I'm going to pray, and uh, and we'll take up our offering and worship the Lord uh, together this morning. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much that, Father, you have brought us here today because, God, you want to speak to us. God, you want to move in our lives. And so, Father, I pray that as we give right now, as we take our offering, God, that that would be worship. Father, that that we would see this as an act of worship. You gave yourself for us, God, that we would give ourselves for you. That's why we take up an offering every week. That's why we sing, because we want our lives to glorify you. And so, Father, I pray that you would be lifted up, that we would see you in this service God, if we see you, we'll be changed. Father, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. As we worship through giving, we're reminded of the words of Psalm 95. As we think about being thankful for Thanksgiving in our hearts, we meet to worship him this morning. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us give a joyous shout to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving. Let us sing him psalms of praise. For the Lord is a great God, the great King above all gods. He owns the depths of the earth, and even the mightiest mountains are his. The sea belongs to him, for he made it. His hands form the dry land too. 
Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our Maker. Our God, we thank you that you have brought us to this place this morning. We thank you that you've given us the opportunity to worship you. God, I pray that right now you would inhabit the praises of your people. God, that we would not give you lip service this morning, but what comes from our lips, Father, would resonate from our hearts, hearts filled with the desire to know you more, to be close to you, and to experience you. So help us to experience you this morning. We invite you in this place as your church, your bride, needs to worship you. Thank you for giving us this opportunity. Amen. Let's stand together. Let's continue to worship this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory, all the honor, all the
There's a quote by uh, Jonathan Edwards. Jonathan Edwards, in relation, in, in talking about who God is and how everything else in our life is so, that cannot even compare to who he is for us. He said this, he said, all of these things, and what he's talking about are all the good things that come from the hand of God. Bible tells us that every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of, of, of lights. And so every good thing that we have, from our family to, our, um, to the things that we may possess, to, our, to uh, in some cases, health and whatnot, anything that is good that we have comes from God. But these things, if we're not careful, can get in the way of God himself. And we can allow these things to become the object of our worship and the object of our attention instead of God. And so uh, Jonathan Edwards said, these things are but shadows, but God, you are the substance. These things are but beams. God, you are the sun. These are but streams. You are the ocean. And the reality is that nothing that we have, no matter how good it is, nothing we have compares to the goodness of God and who he is for us. So let's continue to worship as we sing about that this morning. From your head comes all good things And I rejoice in what you give But I Long for your head more than I give, so won't you satisfy me with you? These are the shadows, you are the substance, these are the things, you are the sun. These are the streams, you are the ocean. Lord, 
chapter in the book of Joshua, it's, it's God looking at Joshua and saying, be strong, be courageous. In Joshua 1.9, actually, he says, be strong, uh, I am your God, be strong, courageous, for have I not commanded you, do not be dismayed, do not be troubled, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And so God continually, in, in every single point of opposition, that Joshua faces, God continually says to him, be strong, be courageous. Not because you're able to do this on your own, but because I am with you and I am your God. That's why. Not because we have the ability to overcome anything, but because God is sovereign and he is in control and he is good and he has us and nothing can touch us apart from him. And uh, in this song we're going to share with you this morning before Mark comes and brings the word to us, but it just it, it just declares the the faithfulness of God and looking back on our life and seeing how far we've come and knowing that for every step He has been with us. And so we sing of His faithfulness this morning. And though whatever comes. He will be with us. Standing on this mountain top, looking just how far we've come, knowing that for every step, you 
song away But with joy our hearts can say Yes, our hearts can sing Never once did we ever walk alone
You have promised you will never leave us. You will never forsake us. So, Father, as we come now to a time of learning from your word, I pray that you would pierce our hearts and you would make us more into the image of your son, Jesus Christ. God, you love us. You are with us. And we just ask, Father, that you would move. Move in a mighty way. In Jesus' name, amen. Five, five of you said good morning. The rest are already out. All right. All right. Don't worry. We're not going to turn the lights on anyway. All right. We're going to do this whole thing in the door. Hey, awesome. All right. Hey, let's give it up for our band, man. Our band. I love our band because, man, an, an amp can blow up right in the middle of their set and they just truck along. We just, we just test them to see what would happen if the building would fall down. They just keep playing, man. Those guys are awesome, man. Thank you guys so much. Hey, we're going to start a new series here and we're going to have some fun this morning. But listen, before we get started... Uh, you know, I just want to share with you uh, something on the back of your connection card this morning. Some of you come week in, week out, maybe you're a new uh, face here to Summit. And I would just encourage you uh, that if you love what's going on here, if you enjoy this, then I would encourage you on the back of your card, check and volunteer somewhere. Get on board with guest services. Get on board somewhere in Summit Kids. Uh, set up, ter- there's all kinds of different areas for you to just jump in. And I would just encourage you, do it. Just jump right in there and serve, man. God's going to bless you for it. It's going to be awesome to have you on board with us. And so if you're not currently on one of those teams, just check that. We'll be in touch with you. And hey, we're going to pray and, uh, and get started this morning. All right, let's pray. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for today. God, I thank you for what you are doing right now here in this room. And Father, I pray that you would just come and that you would speak to us. God, I know that there, there are a lot of people in the room and they're distracted. Uh, They're distracted by stuff that's going on in their family. They're distracted by things that are going on at work. They're distracted by things that they found out this week maybe at the doctor. They're distracted by things maybe that are going on with their kids or their marriage. And we could go on and on and on. But God, I think that you want to speak to us today. God, you brought every single person here because you want to speak to us. So God, we pray that right now you just get our attention, get our hearts. God, keep us from the schemes of the enemy who wouldn't even want us to pay attention. And Father, I pray that you would, that God, you would move and do awesome things. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, well, hey, how many of you are excited that it's the holidays? How many of you, anybody here, you're excited that it's the holidays? Thanksgiving is coming up Thursday. And some of you, man, you just love this time of year. You just love this time of year. Family's going to get together. And so you just love the holidays, maybe because of that specific reason. Family's going to get together, and you know that when the family gets together, there's going to be memories that are made. You guys are going to have a great time together, and so you're just looking forward to Thursday, to Thanksgiving. And then a couple weeks after that, you're looking forward to 
Christmas because you just love this time of year because it gives you and your family a chance to, to get together and to spend time with one another. It's going, to be in a, it's going to be a great time. And some of you are real excited. But others of you, though, how many of you would be honest enough to admit you hate this time of year for the exact same reason other people love it, right? Because family's coming over. Right? Some of you are laughing because I'm, speaking, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you right now. You know you dread this time of year. You know this is the one time out of the year where you've got to put up with that crazy uncle. You know what I'm saying? Who's just going to do something Thursday? Who's going to say something? It's going to make Thanksgiving really awkward. And so you're just dreading this time of year because family gets together. I mean, there's really, there's really nothing like the holidays to see what your family's made of, is there? I mean, your family gets together, you're in a tight, confined space for an extended period of time. And I think in that moment, you really find out what your family's core values are. You know what core values are? See, I don't know if you know this or not, but, but every family has core values. Every family has core values. Core values are things that you believe, even though you, you, you wouldn't say these things. These are things that you believe. These are things that you and your family, you hold dear. They're at the center of who you are. They determine how you act and how you think. You may not even know that they're there, but they are. I'll give you an example. I was, I was talking to somebody this week, actually, about Thanksgiving. And, uh, and I asked them, I said, do you, do you have any, uh, any Thanksgiving plans? And they said, well, I know our family's going to get together and fight. I said, uh, they, they, they said, every Thanksgiving, we always get together, we get in a fight. Now, by the end of the night, we'll make up, but our family fights on Thanksgiving. So there's a family that has fighting as a core value. That's what they do well. They fight. Maybe that's your family. Maybe your family has a core value of just being together. You just love spending time with one another. Maybe a core value in your family is trust. You know that when you go through a rough time, your family, they're the people you can count on. Your family, they're the people that you can call. Every family has core values. Every organization has core values. And every church has core values. Every church has a set of core values that they believe that's at the center of who they are, and it determines how they live, what they do, how they operate, and how they think. It, every church has a set of core values. It may be written down, it may not be, but every church has them. And so what we're doing today, we're starting a series called Family Values. And what we're going to do over the next several weeks is every single week, we're going to put on the table, lay out for you what some core values are for us as a church. We want you to know what our core values are at Summit as a church family that determine how we act, how we think, what we do, that are at the center of everything that we are. And we want you to know these because we believe, and we're going to lay this out as the weeks go on, we believe 2012 is going to be an amazing year here at Summit. We believe that God's got some big things in store for Summit in 2012. And so before we get there, we just want to put on the table, hey, this is who we are. These are core values for us as a church. And so, and so, so you might be hearing that and you're thinking, oh, well, then that means I'm not coming back because that doesn't sound like it relates to me. I'll be, back, I'll be back January. I'll be back the second Sunday of January, but I'm not coming back for the rest of this series because it doesn't sound like it relates to me. Listen, this relates to you. This relates to your family, and here's why. Because if we are going to be the church that God wants us to be, then these core values, these things we're going to be talking about every week, week in, week out, up until January 1st, these core values need to be your core values. These core values that we're going to talk about, they need to be your core values, your family's core values. 
And so we were thinking about this series and, and, and the structure of the series, the way that this was going to go. And, and so what we're going to do starting next week is every week when you come during this series, man, it's going to be like a big, huge pep rally. We're going to talk about how God wants to use you to change the world. God's got a vision for your life. God's got a purpose for your life. But not today. Not today. Not t- today. Today, I really think that God wants us to start really with what we were going to end this series with. I think that God wants us to start with what we were going to close this series out with uh, because, and, and, and you can, you can uh, acknowledge this back with me, if you were here last Sunday, wasn't last Sunday awesome? Wasn't it? Right? You can get excited, man. You can get pumped. Last Sunday, if you weren't here, we baptized all kinds of people. I mean, it was just insane, the line of people that were getting baptized. We saw two, that we had 240 people here. Last Sunday, we saw people respond to the gospel. We followed up with them, and they're going to be baptized in a couple of weeks. In December, we're probably going to have another baptism Sunday. I mean, isn't that awesome? That's something you should get excited about, right? If you, if you agree, say amen, clap, stand up, cheer, run around the building. That's good. That's good. You should think that. You should think that because here's what would be a shame. Here's what would be, here's what would be bad, all right? It would be a shame... If we saw something like what we saw last Sunday, or we see things like what we've just seen week in and week out here, and we just acted like it was normal. We we saw something like last Sunday, and we went on as if it wasn't special. Or what God is doing in your life, what, what, what God's doing in your life and in your family's life since he's brought you here to Summit, and we just went on as if it's normal. Because listen, this is not normal. God is on the move. God is up to something. God is putting this together. And so today, the first core value that's at the center of who we are that we want to talk about today, the first core value is that we will not take this for granted. We will not take this for granted. We're going to be thankful for what God is doing in our lives. We're going to be thankful for what God is doing in our church. You should be thankful for what God is doing in your family. You should be thankful for where God has brought you. We are not going to take this for granted. That's what we want to talk about today. So if you've got a Bible, you can open up to Psalm 95. Psalm's the biggest book in the Bible, so it shouldn't be hard for you to find. Just open up to the middle. Odds are you've hit it. Psalm 95 And the words are going to be up here on the screen. If you don't have a Bible, listen, we want to give you one. uh, Almost to the end of the auditorium, to your left, uh, our ministry area, there's free Bibles and books back there. You take one of those with you when you leave today. All right, if you don't own a Bible. But Psalm 95, and we're going to read the first six verses of Psalm 95. Here we go. It says this. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into His presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to Him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In His hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are His also. The sea is His, for He made it, and His hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. I want us to see three things today. Three things about thankfulness that we need to know that you need to know. We as a church family, you as a family. Three things about thankfulness that I think God would want us to see today. Number one, the first thing we need to know about thankfulness is that thankfulness is important to God. Thankfulness is important to God. 
I mean, if you, if you look in the Bible over and over, over and over and over and over, one of the things you're going to see God say all the time is, be thankful. Be thankful. You saw it in the opening video. You saw it this morning. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Give thanks in all circumstances. The book of Colossians. The book of Colossians says that whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks. So whatever you do, make sure you give thanks. Even God says it here in verse 2. I don't know if you were paying attention when we read this. God says, come into his presence with thanksgiving. So thanksgiving is important to God. Now you may be here and looking at your circumstance and looking at your year 2011 and the way that it's looking to end. You might be here and you're looking at your life and you're thinking, I don't have anything to be thankful for. I don't have anything to be thankful for. My family, we don't have anything to be thankful for. I deserve better than what I'm getting right now, Mark. My family, we deserve better than what we're getting right now. See, this is one of the reasons that thankfulness is so important because when you're thankful, you're thankful that you don't get what you deserve. When you're thankful, you don't, you're thankful that you don't get what you deserve because, listen to me, if you want to know what you deserve, look at the cross. If you want to know what you deserve, just look at the cross. I mean, probably everybody in here, you've seen that movie, The Passion of the Christ, right? You've seen that movie. Listen, what happens really in crucifixion, that movie can't even begin to show what happens in crucifixion. Sometimes, most of the time, in fact. Crucifixion took days on end. Now, with Jesus, it just took a matter of hours. But typically, it took days on end. It was horrible. It was torture. And that's what we deserve. When, when you look at the cross and when you see Jesus suffer on the cross, what you're seeing is what you deserve. What you're seeing is what I deserve. I, I, um, there's a guy named David Pallison. I love what David Pallison says. David Pallison says that what we deserve is to be slowly tortured to death. That's what we deserve. And so when you're thankful, you're thankful that you don't get what you deserve. You're thankful because every single thing in your life is a gift from God. Your, your health is a gift from God. Relationships are a gift from God. That God would even let us come into this building and do this, it's a gift from God. Everything that you've got, like Stephen said, every good and perfect gift is from above. It's a gift. We don't deserve anything. And see, when you're thankful, what thankfulness does, thankfulness keeps you in the position where God can work through you. Thankfulness keeps you in the position where God can use you. Thankfulness keeps us as a church in the position where God can use us. So see, you can take that and flip it. If you want God to stop using you, if you want to cut yourself off from what God would want to do in and through your life, then stop being thankful. Become entitled. Feel like God owes you something, right? Start to think that you're better than other people. Start to think that your church is better than other churches. Begin to feel entitled, and once you begin to think that way, all of a sudden, it cuts you off from what God wants to do. See, thankfulness is important to God. Second thing we need to see, second thing we need to see, not only is thankfulness important to God, but thankfulness is intentional. Thankfulness is intentional. Did you see what he says there at the beginning of verse 2? We've mentioned it a couple times. He says, come into his presence with thanksgiving. Every single time you come into God's presence, every single time you come to summit, you should bring thanksgiving with you. You should come and you should be thankful. Now, some of you, you can't come and be thankful, and the reason that you're not thankful in here is because maybe you're not thankful out there. Because you need to know that who you are out there 
determines who you'll be in here. And he says, every single time you come, make sure that you bring thankfulness with you. See, thankfulness needs to be intentional. And you, you tell me, you can, tell me if you can relate to this. Thankfulness needs to be intentional because isn't it easier to be negative? You ever notice that? It's easier to be negative, right? I mean, it's easier to focus on what you don't have instead of what you do have. It's easier to focus on how things should be better instead of being thankful for the way that things are. Isn't that true? Maybe that's just me. But can you relate to that? It's easier to be negative than it is to be thankful. Well, think about this. How many of you know somebody who's always negative? You know those kind of people? Don't look at them, right? Don't look at them. Some of you will have their hands up. They're excited up in here, man, right? You, do you know those kind of people, though? They are always negative, you know? Like, for, like, there are some people, man, the glass isn't even half empty for them. The glass is busted on the floor. There's water everywhere, and they got glass in their feet. It's just, a, it's horrible. You ever talk to those people? Man, they're a drain to be around. You know who they, they the, people like that, you know who they remind me of? Um, they remind me of Eeyore. You know who Eeyore is? Some of you don't know. Um, Eeyore, Eeyore was this bipolar, depressed purple donkey in Winnie the Pooh. Um, and, uh, and I don't know why, they always had, his tail kept falling off. I mean, I'd be bummed out too if my tail kept falling off. And they always had to nail it. They, oh, they drove the nail in his butt. That's why he's so upset. And so, yeah, I just said that. It's too late. I got the mic. Um, but, but the thing about Eeyore is that no matter how good Winnie the Pooh got it, yes, this is a Winnie the Pooh illustration. Can you take it? No matter how good it got for Winnie the Pooh, no matter how much honey Winnie the Pooh found, when, you, when he went to Eeyore, it was always what? Oh, bother. You know this kind of people? You go to some people, you know these kind of people. Maybe you are these kind of people. You go to some people, you think it's bad, you go to them. It's worse. Right? You go to some people, I don't feel good. You're going to die. You, do you know these kind of people? See, see I, just need to be, I just need to be real vulnerable with you because I don't know anybody. I just know me. I just know me really well. If I'm not careful, I can turn into a purple, bipolar, depressed donkey. You know what I'm saying? Can you, can you feel it? I can do that. I'll just, be, I'll just be real vulnerable with you. I'll just be real vulnerable with you. Since we're talking about core values, who we are as a church, be really vulnerable with you. I remember when we had our very first preview service here at Summit, April 17th. We had our very first preview service. We did one service a month uh, at the beginning, just uh, through the summer, because we figured, hey, if it went bad, you guys would forget about it a month later and you'd come back. And it worked because you're here. And so, um, so but that first Sunday, man, we didn't know if anybody was going to come. Like, we didn't even know if people we were related to were going to be there. And so we were out in the lobby. It was like 30 minutes before it started. And we were all standing around. We were like, y'all think anybody's going to come? We're like, I don't know. I don't. And this was back, Nathan, our guitar player, he's not here today. But this was back when Nathan had really long hair. And I looked at Nathan, and I was serious as a heart attack. I said, and, and you just needed to see Nathan Little with really long hair to get this illustration. But I looked at him, I said, Nathan, bro, if nobody shows up this week in the Hazard Herald, I'm putting an ad in there that says Travis Tripp plays in our, guitar, in our band. You just need to know. And listen, you laugh, you laugh, but everybody on our team didn't laugh because they were like, yeah, he's going to do that. So they just started praying that people would show. We had 93 people show up. We had 93. Now listen, that may not sound impressive, but we thought, and other people that we were talking to said that was really good. So we were pumped at the end of that service, man. We were, I mean, we walked off stage and the band, we, I mean, we were bumping chests. I walked off stage, I spiked my Bible. I mean, it was just unbelievable. We were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. 
September 25th, our grand opening service. The week before our grand opening service. And attendance, and attendance from that point kept going up and up and up and up. And the week before our grand opening service, do you know how, and it went back down the week before our grand opening. You know how many people it went down to? 93. The reaction was this at the end of the service. Oh my gosh, it's over. It's over. I wonder if Walmart's hiring greeters, fellas, because it's not, it's not, it's not going to make it. We're just, oh my gosh. And you would, man, we, we, all, we almost signed up for counseling. I mean, it was horrible. That, what happened? What happened to us? We became purple bipolar depressed donkeys. Because it's easy to flow, it's easy to fall into that, isn't it? And listen, that's exactly where the devil wants you to go. That's exactly where the devil wants you to go. The devil wants you to focus on what you don't have. Or the devil wants you to put your thankfulness in your circumstances. Because listen, if your thankfulness is rooted in your circumstances, then your thankfulness is always going to go up and down because your circumstances go up and down, don't they? But see, what God wants us to do is to root our thankfulness in Him. Because even though our circumstances don't change, God, even though our circumstances do change, rather, God never changes. If our thankfulness is in God, then regardless of what our circumstances come like, regardless of what life brings to us, if our thankfulness is in God, then we can be thankful regardless of what comes because God is still God and God is still good no matter what happens. God is always God and He's always good. And He never changes. And so thankfulness needs to be intentional. God, this is hard. God, I don't know if we're going to make it, but God, I'm going to thank you for this. I know that you are good. I know that you're going to make this right. Thankfulness in Him, not our circumstances. It has to be intentional. It's got to be intentional. And not only that, number three, this is the last thing. Number three, thankfulness needs to be specific. Thankfulness needs to be Specific. Now, now, if you ain't tracked with nothing, then the Eeyore joke just bombed on you. I don't know how that bombed on you. But if you ain't, if you ain't tracked with nothing, get this. Thankfulness needs to be specific. Here's what I mean by that. If you're thankful, you'll say it. Thankfulness needs to be specific. What's that mean? If you're thankful, it means you'll say it. A lot of times, and Christians do this all the time, well, God knows my heart and God knows I'm thankful. Yeah, but I don't know your heart, man. You need to say it because that's exactly what he does here. He says, come into his presence with thanksgiving. Make a joyful noise. So there's some noise going on. They are speaking. And look what he does in verse 3. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. See, here's the whole point of Psalm 95. Here's the whole point of what we're reading. He says, Come into his presence with thanksgiving because God is a good God. And he's so good that he lets us come into his presence. He's so good, he lets us come and we do this. And what God wants us to know in this passage, what God wants you to know, what God wants me to know, what God wants us to be, what, what he wants us to have central in our lives, central in our church, is that this is a privilege. Look at somebody and say, this is a privilege. This is a privilege. This is a pri you may not feel it. You may not believe it. But this is a privilege. It's a privilege to come here and to worship God, isn't it? Because listen, we shouldn't be here. We don't deserve to breathe His name, but He's given us this opportunity. It's a privilege to come into this specific building and to worship God. 
It's a privilege that God's provided and made the way for it. And so listen, so we are not going to take this for granted. We will not take for granted what God is doing. God, we thank you for what you're doing in our church. God, we thank you for what you're doing in our family. God, I thank you for what you're doing in my life. See, you can take it for granted by not saying it. And listen, not only can you take God for granted, you can take God's people for granted. You can take God's people for granted. Man, I've seen people's entire lives, entire directions change by somebody just walking up to them and saying, thank you. Man, I, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing. Thankfulness matters. It's really important. It, listen, thankfulness is a big deal in my house. Like my kids, my kids know that without pleasing thank you, they would probably starve to death. Right? My kid, like, hey dad, get me something to eat. What you talking about? It ain't gonna happen. They, they, they know. Oh, oh, dad, can you, can you please get me this? And then we get it. And they know, well, they're starting to learn. They know, <laughs> right? I ain't gonna lie. I'm in church. But they're starting to get this lesson. If I don't say thank you, then he's going to take it back and he's going to eat it. Right? My kids know, without pleasing thank you, they're going to starve to death. So if they don't say thank you when I give them what they want, I'm going to take it. Because it's mine. Thankfulness matters. Listen, here's the challenge. We're about to land this plane. The invitation is coming. But here's the deal. If you are thankful for somebody, tell them. If you are thankful for somebody, Tell them, if you are thankful for somebody in your life, somebody that God's brought in your life, it might be somebody that's not here today, but God's used them in your life, tell them. If you're thankful for somebody that's here today, tell them. Tell them. Let them know. Don't just assume, hey, you know what, I'm thankful and they should know. Listen, if you're thankful, say it. I'm going to do this right now. I'm going to do this right now. You may think this is weird and uncomfortable, but again, I got the mic. It goes my way. You know what? I'm thankful that the band's about to come out here and do something here in just a second. They can't hear me. They're looking at me through the curtain. I'm thankful for the band. Amen? You even thankful for them? Man, I'm thankful for the band. I'm thankful that every Sunday they come and they rock my face off. It's awesome. I'm thankful for what they do. I'm thankful for the hours that they put into it. I'm thankful for the guys up in the booth. I'm thankful for everybody that's in the booth right now. I'm thankful for all of the volunteers in Summit Kids and everybody in guest services. What you do matters. You may think, hey man, I'm just giving out these connection cards every week. Is this making a difference? Here's what I would say to every kids volunteer, every guest service volunteer. You don't know the week that the people you're serving have had. You don't know what they've endured the entire week. And so when you greet them with a smile, when you serve their children, it makes a difference in their life. It impacts them. I'm thankful for you guys. Some of you, you've been here from day one. Some of you, you come here every single week. I want you to know I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for you. I know what it's, ta- I know what it's like to get up early and to get your kids ready and to come every week. When you come, man, we're thankful. We're pumped that you're here. First time guests. First time guests. If you're here, this is your first time. Man, I'm thankful that you're here today. So thankful, you're going to get three contacts from us this week. You're going to think we're stalking you. It's like we're going to come and spend the weekend or something. I'm going to call you this afternoon. You're going to get a card from us. Then you're going to get another phone call next, this weekend. Some of you are like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're going to do that. Let me tell you why we do that. Let me tell you why we do that. Because you matter to us. You matter to us. Listen, I don't care how much money you make. 
I don't care how rich you are. I don't care how poor you are. I don't care what you drove. I don't care what you wear. Everybody that comes into Summit matters. Isn't that right? Everybody matters. This isn't a church just for some people or just for a certain group of people. This is, for, this is a church for people. And you matter. And I'm thankful for you. Listen, today, here's a challenge I'm giving you. Today, before you leave maybe, or before you go to bed tonight, if you are thankful for somebody, let them know. Let them know. If you're thankful for our kids' volunteers, when you go back and you pick up your children in just a second, let them know. If you're thankful for guest services, if you're thankful for the band, if you're thankful for somebody that's here, let them know. If you're thankful for somebody that's not even here, let them know. Don't take it for granted. It needs to be specific. It also needs to be specific that we thank God. We thank God specifically for what He's done. Let's have the band come out. Let's have the band come out right now. Come on. You guys come out. Come on. Let's make this sound way more spiritual than it probably is. Come on. You guys just start playing something. Make it sound real spiritual. <clears throat> it's coming. Oh, man, it's going to be awesome. You guys are going to be blown away. Um, <laughs> you love it, don't you, brother? I'm going to wait till you start playing, dude. Make it sound real spiritual, dude. Make it sound real spiritual. Bring, bring it. Bring the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Can you feel it? Did you feel that? I don't even know if that was a note, man. <laughs> what was that? But thankfulness to God needs to be specific. Thank God that He's got you where you are today. Can anybody say that? Can anybody, if you raise your hand, anybody just shout or whatever, can anybody say, thank God that you've got me to where I'm at. Thank God for His mercy. Thank God for His grace. Thank God for His provision. Some of you, you're here. You're here. Thank God for your family. Maybe a year ago, this time you saw your kids going away. They were making bad decisions and God's brought them back. Thank God. Maybe your marriage was falling apart and it's not. Thank God. Maybe your marriage did fall apart. Maybe that dream did fall apart. Thank God you have a twist. Thank God you Never once did we ever walk alone. Never once did you leave us on our own. Oh, no!
See, because we don't want you to leave and think, oh, well, you know what, man? God just, God just done so many great things in my life, and I'm so thankful for it. Maybe you were, a year ago this time you were unemployed, man. God brought, God brought that job you were praying for. Or, or you, you hoped you and your family you'd be able to have kids, and it looks like that's going to work out. Or, or you're facing some health crisis, and God turned that around. And we wouldn't want you to leave under the impression that, hey, you know what? God's done all kinds of great things in my life, and I'm thankful. Listen to me, listen to me. And I want you to hear this. The reason that God does anything good in your life is so that you would, you would see Him, not the good thing that He's brought into your life. The reason that God does any great thing, the, re- the reason that God does any blessing in your life is because God wants to point you to Him, not to that blessing. And so, yes, God... God's probably done some awesome things and provided for you. And listen, the reason that He's done it is because He's pointing you to Jesus. See, some of you are here, you've got a lot to be thankful for. But if you were honest, you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Say, wow, I mean, God, this has been such a great year. God's just really provided. He's really done some great things. I've got a lot to be thankful for. And yes, and the reason He's done it is because He wants to show you Jesus. You're here, you know you're not a Christian. You've got maybe a lot to be thankful for. But God wants to forgive you for your sins. God wants to give you a new heart. God wants to change you. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? God, I pray that you would move. And God, I pray that, God, I just thank you for what you've done here today. God, I, God, I don't want to take this for granted. And God, I know that there are a lot of people here today who can be thankful for a lot of things, but God, if, if there were men and women in the room who would be honest, they would probably have to admit that I do not have a relationship with Jesus. If I died today, I don't know what would happen. And Father, that's not where you want them to be, God. You have brought them here today. <clears throat> you brought them here so that they could hear that Jesus died for them. That there is hope for them. There is forgiveness. There is second chance. And they can leave and be changed. So Father, I pray for those people that God, you would move in their hearts. I wonder if there's anybody here today and you would say, Mark, I know that I do not have a relationship with Jesus. And I want to I go about starting one today. I, w- I want to begin a relationship with Jesus. I want to give Jesus my life. If that's you, would you just raise your hand right now? Every, hand is, every, every head's bowed. Every eye's closed. If you were, you're here, that's you. I see God bless you. God bless you. Anybody, God bless that hand in the back. God bless that hand right there. Anybody else? Anybody else? You go ahead and put your, put your hand down. Listen, we had several people just raise their hand. Listen, if you raised your hand or if you didn't, but you would say, I want to begin a relationship with God. Listen, I'm going to pray a prayer. And these are not magic words. I just found that this helps people a lot of times. And if you're here and that's what you want to do, want to respond to Jesus, want to begin a relationship with Him, I'm going to pray this prayer. You can just pray this prayer right there with me wherever you're at. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, thank You for coming for me. Thank You for dying for me. I give You my life. Save me. I want to live for You. I want to love You. Thank You for Your goodness to me. Thank you that I can have eternal life. In your name, amen. Summit, let's give God a hand clap today. Round of praise. Several people raising their hands to respond to the gospel for the first time. Listen, if that's you today, if you've just raised your hand, 
to respond to the gospel for the very first time, would you take the connection card, excuse me, on the back there, would you check that you gave your life to Christ, give it to one of our greeters there in the back at the connection table, we want to talk with you, we want to help you take that next step, we want to put a Bible in your hand, we want to give you a, a, a book that we've got especially for you today, any decision that you have, listen, we want to know about it, prayer request, we want to know about it, you want to serve, you indicate that. Everybody else except for first-time guests, you give your cards to the uh, greeters there in the back with the baskets. But if you've made a decision, specifically walk up to a greeter, show them that card. We're going to help you take that next step. Listen, guys, God bless you guys for being here. I hope this has been good. I hope you've been blessed by it. You guys have a great week. Love you more than you know. See you next Sunday. God bless you. Shadows fall.